This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is none other than Derek Roddenbeck. He is an artist and he's looking to increase his revenue. If you want your chance to enter and to win 100 bucks each Monday on the show, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Top Tribe, coming up tomorrow morning, I have Landon Ray with Entreport on and asked him, would you sell Entreport to Oracle for $100 million today? Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. I'm excited for the guest we have on today. Uh, we've known each other for a while and uh, we've got the chance to connect. She is really, really intelligent. Her name is Laura Roder and she's a social media marketing expert who gives businesses of all sizes the tools they need to make their mark on the web. She's the creator of the social media scheduling software, Edgar, as well as social media marketing web courses like Creating Fame and Social Brilliant. Laura, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. So I always get excited when I have guests coming on who are the minds behind the tools that I'm already addicted to. And Edgar is one of them. I use it on Twitter, Facebook. It's helped the podcast grow like crazy. Why did you decide to get into the software space after creating hugely successful info courses like Creating Fame? Yeah. So Edgar is actually the direct result of one of our courses. So in the Social Brilliant course, we were teaching people the process that we were using uh, for social media marketing at our own company, which was we'd build this really complicated, convoluted spreadsheet with all of your status updates and different categories in the spreadsheet, and then cycle through all the updates uh, over and over again. But before Edgar, you had to do that manually. So we'd copy and paste the updates into a scheduling tool. Uh, of course, they get sent out. You have to do it all over again. So we really built Edgar to solve the problems that we were having and have an automated way to uh, show all of our great older content, You know, our whole library of podcasts, uh, blog posts, whatever it is for your business, and have a way to make sure that you have social content going going out day in and day out without having to constantly reload your your social media scheduling tool. Yeah, hugely, hugely inefficient using spreadsheets. But mm -hmm. Laura, one of the questions I have for you, because a lot of the top listeners, they're folks that might, they have good lists, but they're sick and tired of trying to fill up their membership site or sell that ebook they put together every month and then hope that people keep paying the membership site forever so that they have an income stream. They're just sick of doing that. And I always ask them, why don't you go into software? It's such a better business. You took the leap. Why do you think so yeah. many people in the info marketing space don't? Uh, because the whole development side is very scary, <laughs> you know, yeah. which I understand because I'm I'm not a developer, you know, I didn't, I didn't build Edgar. And I think when you come from the info product world, you can do it all yourself, right? You can do all the technical stuff. It's, it's not very hard. You don't even have to be technical to be able to make a website and, and put it all together. You can figure out how to do that. You can't just like figure out Ruby on Rails, you yeah. know, it takes <laughs> years to, to learn it and do it well. Um, and I think a lot of people coming from the 
the info products or, or training or consulting space are largely solo operators, right? There's a lot of one person businesses, or maybe they have a few virtual assistants. And so you really have to take a leap um, to have a technical partner or a technical team or whatever it is to go into software. I had wanted to go into software a long time for many years before I launched Edgar. So uh-huh. I, I can definitely understand those fears. Where, so tell us how you did it. I mean, did you go to freelancer, search Ruby on Rails and hire the first good looking guy or gal that you saw in their <laughs> profile picture? How'd you find your partner? <laughs> yeah. So I married a Ruby on Rails developer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's, unfair. Is, That's unfair. That's <laughs> unfair. A great, a great way to do it. Um, but, you know, seriously, one of the biggest things I learned through this process, if, if you don't marry a Ruby on Rails developer, is if you have studied online marketing, which I know, you know, a lot of people have in this space, you have a lot to offer the partnership. So yeah. I think there's a common misconception for people who aren't technical and they think, oh, I'm the idea person, you know, and I have the idea and then my technical partner is going to build it. Uh, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not enough. You know, just having an idea is not enough. However, understanding online marketing, understanding positioning, that is incredibly valuable. And basically every developer out there has made their own product, has put it out there. No one's bought it. Most developers just give yep. up at that point, you know, thinking, oh, I guess, I guess it didn't work. So developers need marketing as much as marketers need someone to build the product. So that's really the value that you bring. And I think if you position yourself that way, you will um, be able to find a great technical partner to work with you. It's almost like a grand canon exists there. You know, I've had people on in episode one, I had Kim Garston who walked us through how she built a $33,000 per month membership site and other people like Sue Zimmerman who teach Instagram courses who, you know, sold 30 or 40 grand to that. And even like Amy Porterfield came on and talked about her million dollar software, uh, uh, membership site launch. And, um, you know, they, they, it's funny when I ask them all about software, they say exactly what you just said. They go, why would a software person need me? Um, I'm just an idea person, but they don't realize the developer is like has tinkered with like 7,000 projects for the past 20 (laughs) years. None of them have made any money and they're wondering, how do I just get an eyeball on this? And it's like, why aren't they married? Why aren't those two sides coming together? Yeah, it's, it's a huge need. You know, I never knew how bad developers are at marketing until I met my husband. <laughs> you know, and, and he tells me how much he's learned from me because, I mean, most developers literally assume if people don't just magically find the software and start buying it, that the product has failed in some way. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of say, well, no, of course, like, of course, you have to show people, you know, you have to tell people what it does. They're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. So, yeah, marketers have a lot to offer. I totally agree. So let's let's dive deep into this. Again, I use Edgar a lot. It's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. You guys are welcome to go try it. NathanLacka.com forward slash Edgar. It's easy to check out. Help me understand. Um, talk to the software people listening, Laura. There's a lot of folks that just got their software companies off the ground. They're mm-hmm. wondering if, about things like pricing and then how do they get people to their website. Let's talk about the latter first. When you launched Edgar, how did you get the first 10 people to get to the website? So, I mean, for me, I had already um, built up a list, which it's interesting because some people hear that and they're like, oh, well, she already had a list. But it's like, well, how do you think I made the list? You you do the work to build a list. So uh, the, the place to start is just start looking for influencers within whatever community you're selling to. So something interesting with Edgar is we had to start all our social social profiles from scratch because Mm -hmm. it's a new company with a new brand. So we started a new Twitter account, a new Facebook account uh, from zero. So it was really interesting kind of, you know, 
eating my own dog food, yep. when I've been teaching people about social media, I got to, to put into practice from a new account. And we actually started with Twitter and we just started following um, everyone from people like Kim Garst, who were always like bugging to, to check out Edgar, yep. um, Amy Porterfield, you know, saying just, hey, we have this new software that you might want to check out. And but not just like pitching them on the software, just sharing what they're sending out chatting with them on Twitter, making friends. Um, I like Twitter in particular because you can still talk to people directly. You know, uh -huh. most people look at their at replies, so it's very easy to interact with people. It's very easy to get in front of people. Hey, Laura, what year was, just to be off context, what year was this? Did Edgar launch? 2014, in okay. the middle of 2014. Middle of 2014. And you launched, you had a list. How big was the list when you launched? Um, it was pretty big. From my previous business, we had about 80,000 on the list. Okay. I mean, active, would you say? or? Um... Uh, yeah, it depends, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely not eighty thousand people that are like listening, you know, rapidly yeah. to every email we send out. And guys, I don't <laughs> want you to get, I don't want you to get turned off just because you're hearing Laura go. She has an eighty thousand person list, and you're going, I don't have a list. I can never do software. You know, she did a lot of stuff to build that. We're not going to go into that today because she has a brilliant mind when it comes to software. I want to focus on that and Edgar. But if you want to learn how to build your list, go back and listen to episode thirty-five with Jeff Bullis. He built his list. It got very, very big, and he monetizes it regularly. So go. Go listen to episode 35. So Laura, you launched with the list mid 2014. Um, to help me understand pricing, how do you decide where to price uh, this thing at? So we consciously priced higher than a lot of our competitors. Um, so one of our competitors, Buffer, has a $10 a month plan, uh, as well as a free plan. Hootsuite has a free plan. We decided not to have a free plan. And one reason for that is because we're bootstrapped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we couldn't really afford to support, you know, lots and lots of customers uh, that weren't paying us. How much did you invest before you saw a dollar come in? Do you mind me asking? I would say like about a hundred thousand. Okay. And that's just mainly development, marketing? Development. I mean, it's like, uh, like I said, my husband built the initial version and uh -huh. I <laughs> we didn't pay him. Who owns more um, equity, you or him? Oh, I own, I own all that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we we see who wears the pants here. <laughs> but we're married, so. It's really, um, but uh, yeah, so you know, it's a bit of an estimate. But thinking how much you would need to pay someone for yep. that, and you know, some of the branding and things like that, I would say, I would say about a hundred thousand. Um, but what were you just asking? No me? free plan, then what? No, right. So the other reason we didn't uh, do a free plan. Oh, or even a, a really low cost plan, like $10 a month is because we really wanted to differentiate that Edgar is a business tool. So the thing about some of our competitors is that businesses use them, but also people just use them, you know, who use social media for fun. Like a lot of buffer users um, are just people who like to share on social. Maybe they have a blog, they write for fun. Maybe they're just connecting with people on social for fun. That's really not our customer base for Edgar. Edgar was very specifically designed for small businesses that do a lot of content marketing. So we wanted to make that clear with our price point. You know, you need to be a business who's making mm -hmm. money in order to get the most value out of this tool. Look, I, I love that you know exactly who the customer was and you went right after it and you and you stuck behind it with your even your price point. So help us understand, um, help us understand a, a little bit more about size. People are listening right now going, wait, I use Buffer, I use Hootsuite. Maybe I should like switch over to like Edgar, how, you know, how big are they? Help us understand now where you're at. It's January, 2016. How many, I get maybe a good number might be how many customers do you have actively using the platform? Yeah, we have um, just under 4,000 customers. So wow. we're at about 2.2 million um, annual reoccurring. Annual run rate. So you're doing about 180 grand per month. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And what about things like, um, well, since you, your price points kind of vary, right? You have different price points on average. And I guess I could do the math real quick, but the 4,000 customers, what are they paying you on average? Like 50 bucks a month? Yeah. Most people pay us 49 a month. 49 per month. Okay, great. And, um, user acquisition, how are like, what does it cost you to get one of those new customers and what are you spending that money on? So we um, spend money on content marketing and on paid acquisition, which is mostly Facebook ads. We've started exploring other platforms, um, but we spend about 30000 a month on, on Facebook ads. So that's okay. a big channel for us. Okay. And how much does that 30000 in Facebook ads each month, how many new customers does that drive you? Um, we, we try to keep our costs to... We're trying to keep it to like 100, around 150 um, per customer. So we make it back in about three months. Yep, yep. And and on average, I mean, the only way that you can make that decision to spend up to 150 is that you're confident of how long those customers are staying with you on average, or maybe let's do retention rate month to month. Um, so, so like if you have 100 this month, 100 total users, how many will stay into month two? About like ninety five percent. Okay, ninety. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty good, actually. I know Buffer. They're up closer to. They they churn seven percent monthly. You're churning five percent monthly, so that's good. Yeah, I mean it, it can it can vary, but that's like that's a ballpark. So if you've got five percent monthly churn, in order to figure out how many months, just top tribe, this is for you. In order to figure out how many months an Edgar user is staying with Laura, you just do one divided by 0.05, which is five percent churn. That's twenty months. And then what you do on that is you take the ARPU, which is average revenue per user, which is forty nine, and you multiply that times the twenty months to get something called lifetime value. Laura, is that how you guys calculate lifetime value? Uh, we know we actually don't put a lot of emphasis on lifetime value. So I think it's it's good that you brought that up because as a bootstrap company, uh, I think you have to be really careful with lifetime value mm-hmm. because it takes you a long time <laughs> to yeah. make that amount of money. It's also, you know, as you know, as someone in the SaaS space, it's very much a fallacy that you just get a customer and then they just stick around for the certain amount of oh, time. Oh, totally. Um, because it, it depends, right? Like if you were to increase or decrease your quality of customer service, for example, you would see a real impact on how long your customers stay. If you increase or decrease the quality of your software or, you know, we're talking about web businesses, changes happen in the software. So you don't want to get too focused on like, oh, I expect this is how long everyone will stay. I mean, having those numbers helps you make some bigger picture projections, um, But we really look at, you know, how many people are leaving. Also, in the first month, this is something I learned from a a Jason Cohen blog post, Uh is you have much higher churn rates in the first month. So it's good to kind of separate out your churn, which is why I'm kind of giving you a ballpark, because we like to look at it a little more refined of like, okay, how many people are leaving right away? But then when you kind of take out those that just check it out and then immediately leave, that's one number, but then it's a very different number. Like the people who stay, how long do they stay? Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing that we find at Heyo is you've got to get people to do one or two, or maybe sometimes three critical activation Mm -hmm. usage activities before they really stick around. What's like the key thing that somebody has to do on Edgar for them to go, oh my gosh, I get it. I'm paying for this forever. Just loading up content. And that's the big, that's the big focus for us as software. How do we get people to load up content? Um, because for users, that's something that can be intimidating about Edgar. We're, we're a fundamentally different workflow from other tools. People are used to doing social media very one-off, you know, mm-hmm. take 30 seconds to load up an update and then do it again and again and again. 
which is actually really time consuming, oh, yeah. but people are doing it one at a time. So they're, they sometimes don't see it as that time consuming where with Edgar, you're loading up a library. So the way you work with Edgar is like you sit down for an hour and you load up a bunch of updates, but people can be like, Oh, an hour. But it's like, but you're just going to have to do it once. And yep. then I repeats them. But people are kind of like, Oh, I don't have an hour to load up social media. So we really um, have, something we're always working on, like educating people as to why this is, you know, actually saves them time after that first hour and and just helping them make that process easier. Well, I pulled the stats before this interview because I was curious. So again, I started, I was using uh, Buffer. And the reason I switched is because every time I put content in Buffer, yeah, I can schedule, it would go once, but I'd always have to take time, then go back in and put the same thing back in. And then you told me one day, you're like, Nathan, no, like, the good thing about Buffer and the reason I built it is because we just keep cycling through the content. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll take the time. I spent two hours one weekend, put a bunch of content in. And so I did it. Here's what I did. Top tribe. People always ask me, Laura, how the podcast grow so fast? I took screenshots of ratings or people email me saying how great it was. And I scheduled those images in Buffer. I put them in a little bucket. Edgar, you mean? No, no, in Edgar. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, in Edgar. That's what I meant. Um, In Edgar. And what I did was um, I put them in a little category uh, inside of Edgar and um, and then put a a text update with them. And they just drip out. There's probably a 100 of them now. They just drip out. And so I pulled the stats before this, Laura. And just from Edgar, okay, over the past six months, the podcast has gotten 300, sorry, 3,286 clicks from Twitter updates that were just put out by Edgar. Wow. Right. So like that's valuable because if I was just posting them once per time, it's not just the 30 seconds to post it. You also have to like take two minutes before and two minutes after to like get your mind in the right place and find that file on your computer. So I have to tell you, it's been really, really valuable for us. Um, and, and I don't, I couldn't move off of it because I have so much content scheduled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, we, I was just looking at some of our, our stats from 2015 and we saw huge growth in our blog. We just uh, launched our blog at the end of 2014. So in 2015, we went from about, um, 3000 page views a month on the blog to 15,000 a month by the end of the year, which, which is tremendous growth. And I was talking to a friend and he's like, how do you grow your blog so much? I'm like, well, we used Edgar, (laughs) you know, because every blog post gets sent out over and over again with Edgar. It it makes a massive difference. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. It really, really does. So guys, again, we'll link to everything that Laura has articulated and mentioned in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 169. Again, remember that if you're jogging or driving to work, just the forward slash the top 169. You can also try Edgar at nathanlatka.com forward slash Edgar. We'll link to that as well. And I'll just put some screenshots in there in the show notes about how I'm using it. Laura, before we get into my favorite part of the show, real quick, where can people connect with you personally online? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at LKR. There you go. Okay, Laura, my favorite part of the show is up. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? Come on, it's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book is Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. It used to be called The Rockefeller Habits. It's an extremely tactical how-to book. Like, here's the meetings you should have every week. Here's the agenda for those meetings. Here's how to do your goal setting. It's like a Bible telling you how to run a business. Number two, Laura, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? 
You know, for me, it's just about talking to my friends. I love talking to people like you, Noah Kagan's here in Austin. I talk to him all the time. Um, he recently introduced me to the founders of Favor, a food delivery app here in Austin. Mm -hmm. I love just chatting with other small business owners and finding out what they're up to. I love that. There you have it. Number three, Laura, is there a favorite online tool you have uh, like Edgar, but not Edgar? <laughs> um, Edgar's my all-time favorite. Besides Edgar, I mean, everyone says it, but my company is is totally obsessed with Slack. I'm, yep. I'm totally on the Slack bandwagon. All right, there you go. Number four, Laura, we know you're married because you mentioned your husband. Do you have kids? I do. I have an 11-month-old. 11-month-old. So here's the big question. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? I actually am. He sleeps through the night. So I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> what a blessing. Very good. Last question, Laura. Take us back to your 20-year-old self. What do you wish that she knew? You know, I, I'm one of those people that's like the journey was what it was. Um, so no regrets on on how it went. I think the only thing I would tell myself is that really anything is possible. I mean, that's what I've learned over the years. I've been lucky enough to meet some really successful people. And what I've seen is, okay, well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? You know, they're, they're human just like me. And I think as I've grown as an entrepreneur, I've really allowed myself to think bigger and bigger and, and seeing that whatever I want to do is possible. So that that's what I would tell myself when I was 20. Laura, what a great message. Top Tribe, isn't she great? There you have it. From hugely successful info courses like creating fame, jumping into the SaaS business, literally with the marriage to her Ruby on Rails husband, and now doing <laughs> hugely successful business with Edgar on a $2.2 million annual run rate. Laura, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. Guys, I'm sure you loved Laura and you will love Scott from yesterday as well. He turned $200 into $15 million. You won't believe how he did it.